Welcome to It's All Right to Be Dwight with me, Dwight Schultz, exclusively on Hearts of Oak. For more episodes, go to heartsofoak.org at heartsofoak.podbean.com. In the annals of history, in the annals of politics, in the annals of science fiction, in the annals of annals, you can see where we're going with this. If you do, stick around. If you don't, follow the annals. Somewhere along the line, you will be confronted with a toll-free number. Call it, but don't get back to us. I don't like you anymore, and I'm going to kill you. Why... Why would you say something like that? Because I don't like you. You're a threat to me and everything I am. But I... I'm... I'm a friend. I... have. What have I done? It, as in... Why do you question me? I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you now. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. You're dead. I... You just pointed your finger at me and went choo 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 choo. I'm I'm still here. To you, I take you are dead. To me, you are dead. I just told you you were a threat to me. You threatened me, and now you're dead. I want you to die. But that's not enough. In in life, that's not enough. You actually have to you actually have to kill me if you want me dead. I don't believe. <laughs> Everything is crashing down. Everything. Pull yourself together. Don't you say that! I am together! Do you know... Have you thought about seeing a doctor? I am a doctor! The evisceration of Donald Trump by the deep state, by the Department of Social Justice. We don't have a Department of Justice any longer. If you think that is the case, it is not. Um, it has been completely redesigned, reimagined, as Barack would say. Let's use the terminology. It's reimagine the police, reimagine the Justice Department in my image. That is more accurate. <clears throat> and so... With the help of John Roberts, who left the Supreme Court to slap Donald Trump in the face because he simply said that there were Obama judges and Clinton judges and Trump judges. And no, the Supreme Court justice, chief justice of the Supreme Court, head of one of the three branches of government, had to leave the sanctum of the Supreme Court to slap Donald Trump, the head of the executive branch, in the face and say, no, there are just judges. An incomprehensible thing for him to have done. But then, you know, he had a reason. He's not a stupid man. People were laughing at the imbecilic nature of it because everybody knows that there are Trump judges, that there are Obama judges. We, oh, Miss Chutkin. No, it was a signal to his playpen in the D.C. court, and uh, this is just my opinion. And uh, elsewhere to have at him. Go have at You slap him, too. If I can slap him, you can slap him. 
You don't think that happens? You better believe it happens. And you know, John Roberts, what you ought to do is you ought to leave the sanctum again and apologize to Donald Trump in public, have a press conference and say you were wrong. That's what you ought to do. But I don't think you have it in your soul to do something like that. Just as you have made a mockery of the Department of Justice by failing to look at things as an intelligent person. No one ever said that you should not look at evidence because you might find it. You know, Donald Trump is, I, I, he's my president uh, still, and uh, I, I often think of him alone with his guitar <laughs> at Mar-a-Lago, finding a, a room with a lot of resonance, trying to think of songs that might, re- might resonate with his 75 million uh, voters out there. But not just those who voted for him, but those who decided not to vote for him because they believed the garbage that was um, being propagandized by the deep state under the tutelage of Barack Hussein Obama. Are you lonesome tonight? Did you miss me tonight? Are you sorry we drifted apart? Are the wars going well? Will Joe drag us to hell? Holding hands with Obama tonight. Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come back again? Tell me, dear, are you lonesome tonight? At any rate, that's the... um I'm watching Donald Trump. I've never seen anybody like him uh, in my lifetime stand up and take the abuse that he has taken. But the Attorney General of the United States and the head of the Department of Social Justice, I call him, uh, well, he, he goes by the name of Garland, but I call him Captain Droop. His eyes droop, his nose droops, his mouth droops, his ethics has are not... You cannot see them because they have drooped so far. The amazing thing is that all of this was foretold. Stick with me. I'm going to read something uh, to you a little later. Uh, Way back in 2017, this was all on the books. It was all on the boards. It could be projected. And it was projected by individuals who had this country's best at heart. But that individual, one individual of the two who are involved with this, uh, what I'm going to read to you, 
uh, he was hunted down and fired from the National Security Department of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump's National Security uh, staff. It's something for you to think about when you look at what's happening in this country today after I read to you what was projected in 2017. Just stick around. Uh, Talking about Merritt Garland. Because they control the news media, when a story like when he was before Congress and he was confronted with the fact that his son-in-law was involved with this organization, sold books and and ideas to schools around the country, and millions of dollars were made and, and are being made by diversity, equity, and inclusion. It, it's critical race theory, which is communist BS, right? It's Mercus stuff. It's, it's there. Garland's involved. His son is involved. And his daughter. I mean, come on. His son-in-law, I should say, right? But but it was in the news cycle for a day, and then it was gone. Yeah, no no follow up. He just lied about it and said it's not that truth. It's just not the truth. And I'm sorry. Can I adjust my shoes? They're a little tight. How's my hair? It's really gray, silver. Please call me by my right name. Yes, you know, it's like so disgusting to hear this garbage. He has he has lied so many times, and he ought to be in Congress, brought before Congress again. And, of course, you can't, you can't stand behind any subpoenas because the Justice Department has to enforce them, and the, they won't enforce anything. We know that. We know what, what the deal is, and we know how good they've been. They really... In the chess game, boy, we are close to checkmate. That's it. It hasn't happened yet. And there is the secret. We have to prohibit that from occurring. And the the new speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, uh, you, you know, I, I remember, well, I just heard that, uh, that, that he was not, well-known to the Senate staff on the Democratic side of the aisle. Chuck Schumer, who, and does anybody know how and where he hides his horns and his tail? Chuck Schumer. I mean, he does it a magnificent job, and I know he's got ties to Hollywood. So, um, but he, he, he somehow manages to get those horns and that tail removed and put someplace. I don't know where, but um, you have to give them credit, you know, you do. But he didn't know who uh, Mike Johnson was. I knew who he was because of his adroit questioning on various committees. He was a fellow I did not know him, but I would watch him and I would say, wow, he's very smart. He must be playing a big part in the new uh, Republican House, but no, no, Kevin McCarthy, a snake in the grass, and maybe McCarthy's the one who hides 
Schumer's horns and tail. You know, as he's leaving, I mean, somebody should ask him now that he's not the speaker himself, and after we know the shenanigans that he tried to pull uh, to stab everybody in the back, because he probably owes a few people some some explanations, right? Uh, Particularly this two years that he gave away to Nancy. Oh, speaking of this, you know, I'm sorry I have to just say this comes into my head. And if I don't say it now, I I won't have it. I'll I'll forget. At my age, I forget. You know, if you want to know what the United States, what they want, the United States, Barack Obama and the communists who run the Democratic Party and the deep state, if you want to know what they want America to look like, the brides of Obama, Feinstein, Boxer, and Pelosi, and Obama, have the uh, the model, San Francisco. That's how we were governed. That's how we were governed for eight years. Uh, that's it. Drugs on the street, people dead, crap all over the street, uh, which is, by the way, a free lunch for you. Because uh, the map, they had these maps, you know, that they handed out to visitors when San Francisco was half decent. There were these maps they handed out to to uh, to the public, and uh, they would show you where human beings had taken a dump on the streets in San Francisco. And then they had a little little notation about it. free lunch, uh, compliments of the Democratic Party. But uh, listen to Jeffrey's talk, and listen to uh, uh, the 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 great Nancy Pelosi who came from Baltimore, my hometown. What a horrible thought it was. I actually met her, do you know, that I actually met Nancy Pelosi uh, in Little Italy. Uh, she was older than I was. I was uh, I was just a young boy in high school. Um, but uh, <laughs> I won't go into any more about that. But she, yeah, she, she, she's got mafia blood in her, and um, and uh, it, it that town, San Francisco, is the model for the United States of America. They've done it; it's there for you to see. Uh, you know, free drugs uh, and all the money that that has been uh, washed. We're in debt, but trillions of dollars. Uh, we're never going to be able to pay it off, and this is the Cloward Piven process at work. But we at least get to see what their idea of the United States should be, and that's San Francisco. A great city destroyed. And uh, people on the streets, and in New York, it's the same thing. Drugs everywhere, people being killed everywhere. Uh, Gascon in in, uh, Los Angeles is uh, the model for how you deal with criminality. You do nothing. In fact, you aid and abet it by giving them uh, if they commit a crime, you secretly say, that was good, that was good. I let you out and do it again. That's it. That's the model for justice in the United States under Gascon and Barack Obama and Nancy Pelosi, Barbara Boxer and Diane Feinstein. I'm sorry she's dead, but she participated. And please don't tell me that her spying chauffeur, Chinese chauffeur, they didn't know about it. What we're finding out right now about the FBI, please, grassly keep working. Even though we may all go down on the ship, at least we'll know the truth. Christopher Ray's turning into Jeffrey Dahmer with his coiffed hair. 
It's just unbelievable the situation we're in. But back to Merritt Garland and his son. Yes, we have no hope that uh, right now, after spending a few billion dollars to overthrow the president of the United States, that there anyone is actually going to do something. But there is a little hope that Mike Johnson might. And I just heard today that Nancy Pace is saying the border first. You know, we do have several million people in this country who are the the beginning of an army that would destroy this country from within. There isn't any question about it. If you haven't been thinking about it, you're dead. If you can look at Mayorkas and not want to drag him by his collar into the people's house and have the people question him, I'm not talking about Democrats. They're Marxists. They're, they're not the people that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who actually love this country, not the people who want a different country. The reason the Marxists always say democracy, democracy, is because republic hurts their ears. And they are scared to death. I'll tell you, they're scared to death. It's, it's funny that, that they're not, their plans are not going to work. But um, we're in dangerous territory here, very dangerous territory. But there is hope. And it, it, I sit back and I say, this was a gift from God. I know they don't believe in God, so that's, we don't, they, they don't care about this sort of thing. Mike, Mike Johnson is a gift from God. And um, it was funny when they had the pictures in the, in the house when uh, Stefanik said, uh, was giving the nominating speech. And she referred to one country, uh, a nation under God. And uh, there was applause on the Republican side, but the Democrats didn't stand to applaud. <laughs> one nation under God. Yes. It's, it's, it's a... Um, and, and it was interesting when Johnson told the story of how that inscription came to be. Because of Marxism. I thought it was an interesting, and I loved it when he did that because he knew all of those Marxists on the other side of the of the aisle were squirming just a little bit, sphincters just tightened a little bit, just just a teeny tiny bit. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, <laughs> that was so funny, criminal Nancy, yeah, San Francisco, there it is, Nancy. It's all yours, baby. It's all yours. Forget about it. Forget about your hopes and dreams, Nancy. There are things yet to be revealed that will send us all into conniptions and shockwaves. The 40, the, the 40 FBI, the, 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 the Grassley papers that have just come out, the FBI for all, from, from 2017. The whole story about the criminal who's in the White House, the fake president of the United States, Joe Biden. I'm now going to read something to you that was an explicit warning that our history uh, 
was being foretold back in 2017. Please try to keep in mind that this document that I'm going to read from was being distributed in early 2017. The authors, uh, Rich Higgins and Steve Coughlin. But Higgins was the member of the national security staff who was tracked down and fired for distributing this. Background. The Trump administration is suffering under withering information campaigns designed to first undermine, then delegitimize, and ultimately remove the president. Possibly confusing these attacks with an elevated interplay of otherwise normal D.C. partisan infighting and adversarial media relations, the White House response to these campaigns reflects a political advocacy mindset that is intensely reactive, severely under-inclusive, and dangerously inadequate to the threat if action is not taken to rescope and respond to these hostile campaigns very soon. The administration risks implosion and subsequent early departure from the White House. This is not politics as usual, but rather political warfare at an unprecedented level that is openly engaged in the direct targeting of a seated president through manipulation of the news cycle. It must be recognized on its own terms, so that immediate action can be taken. And at its core, these campaigns run on multiple lines of effort. They serve as the nonviolent line of effort of a wider movement and execute political warfare agendas that reflect cultural Marxist outcomes. The campaigns operate through narratives because the hard left is aligned with Islamist organizations at local, which is Antifa working with Muslim Brotherhood, doing business as the Muslim Student Association and the Council on American-Islamic Relations, National, the ACLU and Black Lives Matter, working with CARE and the Muslim uh, Political Affairs Council, and international levels. The Organization of Islamic Co Cooperation and the Organization of Security in Europe and the United Nations. Recognition must be given to the fact that they seamlessly interoperate at the narrative level as well. In candidate Trump, the opposition saw a threat to the politically correct enforcement narratives that they have meticulously laid in over the past few decades. In President Trump, they see a latent threat to continue that effort to ruinous effect, and their retaliatory response reflects this fear. Now I'm going to skip around to a very important paragraph that I want you to hear. The opposition. While opposition to President Trump manifests itself through political warfare memes centered on cultural Marxist narratives, 
This hardly means that opposition is limited to Marxists, as conventionally understood. Having become the dominant cultural meme, some benefit from it, while others are captured by it, including deep state actors, globalists, bankers, Islamists, and establishment Republicans. Through the campaign, candidate Trump tapped into a deep vein of concern among many citizens that America is at risk and is slipping away. Globalists and Islamists recognize that for their visions to succeed, America, both as an ideal and as a national and political identity, must be destroyed. Atomization of society must also occur at the individual level with attacks directed against all levels and groups and personal identity. Hence the sexism, racism, and xenophobia memes. As a Judeo-Christian culture, forced inclusion of postmodern notions of tolerance is designed to induce nihilistic contradictions that reduce all thought, all faith, all loyalties to meaninglessness. Group rights based on sex and ethnicity are a direct assault on the very idea of individual human rights and natural law around which the Constitution was framed. Transgender acceptance. Now, this is 2017. Transgender acceptance. Transgender acceptance memes attack at the most basic level by denying a person the right to declare the biological fact of one sex. When a population has two plus two equals five imposed on it, there are many that benefit. Mainstream media, the principal mechanism for implementing narratives. The Academy. Academia has served as a principal counterstate node for some time, and it remains a key conduit for creating future adherents to cultural Marxist narratives and their derivative worldview. Think Harvard and Yale today. That's my note. The Deep State. The successful outcome of cultural Marxism is a bureaucratic state beholden to no one. Certainly not the American people. And with no rule of law considerations outside those that further the deep state power, the deep state truly becomes, as Hegel advocated, God bestriding the earth. Global corporatists and bankers, exploitation of populations unfettered by national protections and notions of personal morality and piety. Democratic leadership. The democratic leadership has been a counter-state enabler that executes, sustains, and protects cultural Marxist programs of actions and facilitates the relentless expansion of the deep state. Republican leadership. More afraid of being accused of being called a racist, sexist, homophobe, or Islamophobe than of failing to enforce their oaths to support and defend the Constitution, 
the Republican establishment accepts and enforces cultural Marxist memes within its own sphere of operations. In doing so, knowingly or not, it becomes an agent of that. These conservatives become increasingly indistinguishable from their democratic counterparts, save that they misrepresent themselves to their constituents. Lacking the discernment to recognize their situation, they will work with globalists, corporatists, and international financial interests, and will likewise service the deep state. These establishment Republicans are the hard left's designated defeat mechanism in the destruction of the old regime, as well as the American ideal. Because candidate Trump publicly exposed them for their duplicitous, duplicitous activities, they are at risk as long as Trump can turn on them and are therefore bitter foes. Candidate Trump's success remains an ongoing existential threat to establishment Republicans. Islamists. Islamists ally with cultural Marxists because as far back as the 1980s, they properly assessed that the hard left had a strong chance of reducing Western civilization to its benefit. Having co-opted postmodern narratives as critical points, Islamists deploy these narratives to strategically blind and then control U.S. decision-makers. This is by design and purposeful. By their own hands has been the declared strategy of the Muslim Brotherhood since 1991. This strategy seeks to divide American society against itself with the forced imposition of Islamist objectives on one half of American society by the other half. Once a society has been effectively atomized, the population will have lost its faith in the older, old order. Detest those who reduced it and divide along the lines of narrative adherence. This is the intended outcome of hostile information come political warfare campaigns, and today we see their effects on American society. Well, this is Mitch McConnell, and I'm working hard, as hard as a turtle shell, to get through to you uh, how important it is that I continue to to live off the CCP money train. I hold on. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that, and uh, I'm I'm just not myself. I had another. I had another uh, fall, and oh, it's not a fall. That's another one of them. I'm in a, a vortex. I'm in the. Uh, Ukraine vortex. All the money in the world has to go there first. Uh, I know we have a problem in Israel, but let's talk about Ukraine. 
Well, I know we have a problem uh, with Netflix for some of the shows that are on there, but let's talk about Ukraine. I know we have a new speaker in the house. Uh, which I don't know his name, but uh, let's talk about Ukraine. Uh, the only thing in the world right now that exists as important is the Ukraine. And, uh, I guess you all know that uh, Zelensky has offered the ambassadorship to Marina Abramovic. That's a threat if I've ever heard one. I don't respond well to threats. I told uh, Hillary and uh, I told everybody over there and uh, the other side, that's my side, the uni side. I Where is my unicycle? Is it there? Okay. Whew. Anyway, uh, this is Mitch McConnell. This is my, from my turtle lair. And I'm finished. I'm finding more ways than one today. I cap out before. Uh, Joey does. Joey and I, we spend a lot of time talking at night about what we're going to say tomorrow. Sometimes he says what I was going to say, and I say, but I never say anything. He says it's because it's indecipherable. Good night. Yeah, I think back to Russia, Russia, Russia. I think back to those names, those FBI agents, the CIA agents. I think back to all of them. There's there's not a lot on the table right now, but it's not too late for proper retribution. We just have to realize that this was a total game. A total game. And you know, John Roberts, I I one I just want to say one last thing cuz I know you're you you it's very sensitive. It had to be something very very sensitive for you to leave the confines of the Supreme Court to slap Donald Trump in the face. And now that Chutkin has shown herself to be a, a an Obama judge, and uh, you said there were no Obama judges, and you won't say that you were wrong. But I just want you to know, and you should know this, Donald Trump never said that the John Roberts on the Jeffrey Epstein manifest was you. He never said that. He didn't, John. And Justice Scalia, Justice Scalia, before he passed away, when he said he believed he was being surveilled, I don't think he was referring to you in any way, John, that you knew about that. And I don't think anybody said that you knew who it was who released the decision uh, uh, about abortion the Dodd decision. I don't think anybody said it was you, John. I don't think Trump's didn't say he, he thought it was you, the Roe versus Wade, he, that it was leaked. I don't think he blamed you. No. You Nobody said that. And so I think it's all right for you to come forward, say, I'm holding a press conference. I'm looking at the, if you can slap the president in the face. You can slap Chutkin in the face and say, this is an embarrassment. Bring a little decorum and decency to your playgrounds.
please, just a little bit. Let us feel good about the hand. I, 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 I am going to say thank you, Justice Thomas, for um, accepting. I'm not, not that you have to come to any conclusion. I don't believe you probably will. I, I actually haven't looked at the details of that case that you have taken in the 11th Circuit and from Florida. But um, the only thing we really have to know about the machines, we don't have to actually go into a, a great deal of uh, complexity about the algorithms and how man- votes are manipulated. The only thing we really need to know is that they swore that they were not connected to the Internet, and they lied. It's been proven about six times. They all had modems and they were connected to the Internet. And when people said, oh, yes, they had modems and they were connected to the Internet, but we had uh, software which prohibited it. No, 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 no. You just have to lie about one big thing. Like so-and-so is, he, he's still alive. No, we've got his body and we've got it on ice. Yes, but he's alive. Yes, but we have his body and he's on ice. Yes, but all you have to know is that he's dead. You can say he's alive all you want. You can say the permutation is what he did before he was alive. He was having dinner, blah, blah, blah. No, he's dead. Okay? It's the same with the machines. Exactly the same thing. You've lied about the fact that they were connected to the Internet, and they were. We we know they were. You said they couldn't be, but ah, we know they were. We know that. And it's over. And people, well, what about, what about... Fox News and Rupert Murdoch, and Rupert Murdoch said, you know, no, 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 listen. He settled for millions of dollars. He settled, it was millions of dollars that Rupert gave to Dominion. No, no, folks, listen, please. This is the kind of nonsense that's, that's going on. Rupert, I mean, even Rupert knew he, he didn't want to win because Donald Trump would have then been able to say, I told you so, and continued to go on and say the machines were responsible and that they were, they were part of the problem. He didn't want that to happen. This was settled long ago. There was never going to be a court case where Rupert Murdoch was going to win and prove that Dominion was fraudulent. It wasn't going to happen. That's it. That's it. Just forget about that. And, and, of course, if there were anyone available to uh, investigate this stuff, they should be investigating it. Now, somebody should be looking at all of the information in that court case, taking going through it, and you will all see that something somewhere along the line, it was all probably settled. It's all a show trial. Just like January 6th hearings were show trials, this was a show trial. And, 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 and just as what's going on in Georgia are all Maoist struggle sessions in which you get all of these people to come up and cry. Now, I was helping Donald Trump. I lied. I lied. Oh, I lied. You know, uh, somebody just, uh, if, if you go up to Powerline uh, blog.com, John Hinderocker was looking at this stuff that's going down in Georgia, and he's trying to figure out what crime these people are admitting to. Right. You know, it, it actually is very interesting. You know, they, the, the crime that they committed was that they believed that the election was stolen. That's it. And was fra- and fraudulent. And they were about and they, they were out saying it. 
and uh, now you're you're getting people to cry and, and say, "I'm so sorry, I said the election was fraudulent. I'm so sorry, I said it." It's a struggle section. They're commit. They're 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 admitting that they. And they should be because they're being destroyed financially. I mean, one understands that when you have the power of the federal government and John Roberts sitting there as Supreme Court justice who won't look at any evidence but will say there's no standing. I know you're going to jail for uh, six years uh, for taking part in a – for using a bullhorn uh, and uh, committing the worst atrocity since 9-11. Confinement. That's the word. This is your punishment for not believing in the holiness of Barack. And uh, and this is the power that we have over you. And for the first time in history, people who had an opinion that there were, uh, and now we find out, of course, they were spying on everybody, right? Everything in the government is one hellhole. Uh, but all of this, you know, maybe it'll come out. Maybe, it, may, maybe we will have retribution. Maybe we will not. I don't mean the kind of retribution they're taking. I mean giving, putting them through real justice, turning the justice Department of Social Justice back uh, into real justice, the real justice department, one where two plus two equals four, not two plus two equals five. Thanks for listening. If you liked this and want more, check out heartsofoak.podbean.com or the website heartsofoak.org.